are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, companies like Gainsight use Benchmarket.ai to put together industry-leading reports like the Customer Engagement Report or the Future of AI Report. Ray's done this as a one-man show. He's got a bunch of, obviously, contractors and partners, but really, there's only one, him, full-time. I did over $2 million of revenue last year, a million specifically in building these report sales, so about 20, 25 of those, another million in sponsor revenue on his media assets. This is the way to build a software company today. CAC arbitrage using your media assets, which he also makes money on. It's almost negative CAC. And then start building software on top of that, which he's starting to really systematize with these reports he's generating via embeddable iframes. And you're trying to see it on Benno.ai, Gainsight, Maxio, other sites as well. Hey, folks, my guest today is Ray Reich. He has over 30 years of experience in subscription-based software, service, and SaaS companies. His passion for data-driven metrics-informed decisions-making started his selection to the GE Executive Management Development Program, and he was subsequently enhanced by his experiences across five successful subscription software company exits. He is now building Benchmarket.ai, among many other things. Ray Reich, you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready, Nathan. I've been looking forward to this for some time. Me too. See, it's funny. You're top of mind for me because I see you executing a brilliant podcast strategy right now, but you do so many other things as well. Where are you spending most of your time today? Well, the number one thing, the reason I founded the company was to build the B2B SaaS cloud industry largest benchmarking index that allows SaaS operators to go in and see how they measure up to like company peer groups across every function, every process. And so if, if there's a SaaS funder listening today in the, let's call it B2B SaaS and they're a mar- marketing tech company and they, their average price point is 12 grand a year, they could go to Benchmarket and sort by those filters I just mentioned to find other comparables? They could go to Benchmarket.ai. They could look at companies that are like their cohort from an ACV, 10K to 25K, find out what CAC payback period at meeting is or CAC ratio or GRR or NR, anything they want, Nathan. Mm -hmm. I love this. One of the things I think you've done really well that I think we'd be remiss not to talk about is community building. A lot of people think you need a team of 30 people and it's a lot of work. From what I know, you're a one-man wrecking machine, maybe with some consultants behind you, but you do the the B2B SaaS metrics benchmark report. You do virtual conferences that always sell out and fill up. You do the podcast. You have a newsletter. Help us understand sort of your sequencing. What came first? And then how did you build around that first piece of content to grow your your media empire? It's a great question. So the goal was always to build this free database of B2B SaaS benchmarks to help operators make better decisions. We needed to build awareness of this. So we started with our podcast, the Metrics and Measure Up podcast. And as you know, Nathan, I've been around for so long in this recurring revenue business, I was able to get amazing guests from the founders of LinkedIn, DocuSign, Gainsight, Clary, Gong, over 150 of those over the last two and a half years. And they became the awareness building platform for what we were doing with benchmarking. In fact, Nathan, of the 25 companies that we've partnered with to build this benchmarking database, 23 started with a appearance on the podcast. I love, okay, so so just to be clear, if you interview the Gong CEO, you're then using feedback from Amit in, in the benchmarking tool, or how do those things correlate? Great question. Let's use Nick Meta. 
I okay. worked for six months to get neck meta on a podcast. I did my 25 minute podcast. I said, by the way, we're doing benchmarking. I love to do benchmarking on the state of customer success. Here's how we do it. Here's how we publish it interactively using our platform. And he's like, I was in a meeting with our CMO last week. I want to do benchmarking. He scheduled a meeting. In two weeks, we had a new customer for over $50,000. I see. Okay, so that's how you're monetizing. You have folks like Gainsight paying or research partners paying for access to the data set. Correct. Well, more importantly, they syndicate the research to their customers and to their marketing database. And that's how we collected data, Nathan. So instead of me having to go out and build relationships with the participants, for a benchmarking research program, my partners like Gainsight or SalesLoft or exactly do that on our behalf, and then we co-own the data. Okay, I see. So what's, I mean, this sounds like you're getting a lot of value from Gainsight. They're helping you fill out your, you know, your sample size, your cohort, you're organizing it all, but they pay you 50 grand. What do they get out of it? Um, yeah, what do they get out of it? What are you delivering? So every partner we've done this with gets a executive report, which is a top of funnel demand generation engine. In fact, with Gainsight, they'll tell you that the state of customer success benchmarks is one of their top two demand generation pieces of content marketing asset. You help Same fund that. Exactly. They fund it. I run the program for them. Oh, I see. I see. So when we go to Gainsight.com and they put out like their big, their big annual report, a lot of the organization of the data and the research and the right questions to ask and all that is you on the back and helping get it together. We did 90% of the work to write the research, the digital data capture survey, calculate the benchmarks and publish that through an executive report and an interactive benchmarking portal. Well, you can go to gainsight.com, search for um, customer success benchmarks and everything you see there, we did for them. I see. I Okay, this makes tons. So that's what they're paying for. That's a lot of work. It is. It's a 100-day um, program end-to-end -end, and we do 90% of the heavy lifting, but they give us access to their customers and their marketing database to collect the benchmarks. So any SaaS company listening right now that wants to sort of dominate in their niche, whether it's an inbound report, a customer success report, a product-led report, whatever, they can lean on you to help them build that report. That's that's how people can become customers of Ray Reich. That is correct. An example is Bito, B-I-T-O dot A-I. They're one of the okay. top three tools for software developers to use AI for coding, code checks, optimization, et cetera. They came to us. We conducted the research. We had about 1,700 companies participate. And now you can see the state of AI adoption for software developers on the Beto.ai site using the Benchmarket um, platform. I see that. How did you, I mean, so how did you get 700 people to take this survey? Um, Beto's had over 150,000 people use their software over the last two and a half years on a product-led growth freemium model. They went out to everyone who's used their software and asked them to participate in the research. I see. Oh, yeah, this is great. And I scroll further down that page and I see the actual embedded iframe powered by Benchmark in the bottom right. Exactly. And you'll see that on other sites like Maxio, where we conducted a benchmarking research program on the adoption of usage-based pricing. We can tell you how many companies are using usage-based pricing, how that impacts growth rate sales and marketing as a percentage of revenue, et cetera, Nathan. Oh, this makes tons of sense. Okay, so how many customers are you working with or did you work with in 2023 on at least one report, like one paid report like this? In 2023, we had 21 partners who paid for a report. And, and can I ask how much total revenue you did in 2023 from that? 
Um, for the actual benchmarking, it was just south of $1 million. So if you do the math real quick, you're going to see it was about $44,000 per. And then the rest of our revenue were from sponsorships of our events and media assets. Can I ask how much that was? Um, it was a right about the same amount. So if you add those wow. together, we're just south of $2 million, Nathan. And how many people are full-time at Benchmarket today? Zero. Well, full-time. <laughs> I have no W-2 employees. I have three partners who have dedicated the last three years of their life to helping me build this business. We do it on a revenue share basis. I have another eight contractors around the world that I do a low um, monthly retainer plus a percentage of revenue share. I've done this 100% self-funded, been profitable since month four. I love this. This is how this is how like massive SaaS companies get built. It starts off with someone that creates amazing content. They package it in a unique way. They start selling something which might be heavy services now, but who knows? Tomorrow, the day after, it might be way higher margin, more SaaS, etc. And you're a one sort of a one man full time team in terms of the full time side doing this, which I love. That is correct. And if you look at our cost of goods sold, it's very very low. I'm driving over eighty percent gross profit here. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Where do you reinvest that money at the end of each year? Um, and my partners who basically are doing this for free because <laughs> I, I look at, I have no profit here. I'm not here to make money, Nathan. This is very different than any of your other, I think, interviews. I did this as a passion project, altruistic. I was not trying to make any money personally. Yeah, you're you're nice. I like money too much to say that publicly. And Nathan La here, you guys all heard it here for Nathan Lacka wants to be very and will be very rich. That's what I'm focused on. But Ray, this is great. You're doing something great. So so what is it? What is this? You're coming. You, let's say you come back on the show five years from now. What are you probably saying? What is this going to grow into? It's probably so we're building three things, Nathan. We're building all this content benchmarks. Number two, a media asset where we have metrics to measure up in. SAS talk um, with the Metrics Brothers, which Dave Kellogg and I do. And you've seen, you know, if you look at Apple Podcasts, they're both ranked in the top 25 on a consistent basis. So we're going to have a media asset, and then we're going to have these events. SAS Metrics Palooza, the only event dedicated 100% to um, sharing of best practices, have operators use benchmarks and metrics to inform their decision-making. We had 5,000 people attend in the last 12 months of just SAS Metrics Palooza with amazing speakers like Jeffrey Moore, Mark Burberge, Nick Mehta, um, Amit Bendolf, et cetera. So Nathan, if you're asking me what the ultimate vision is, we're going to become the community-led growth infrastructure for a really large SaaS company that wants to sell to CFOs and CEOs. I love that. There's a lot of folks listening right now running SaaS companies that want to run their own virtual events. And they go, how the heck do I get 5,000 people registered for my virtual event? How did you do it? Um, number one, all the content that we're publishing, we've had 18,000 SaaS companies participate in our benchmark. We market it to every one of those. And our sponsors all get a unique um, registration page for our events. And they can invite their entire marketing database and customers. And we never share those people who registered through their um, registration page with any of the other sponsors. I love this story, Ray. I'm very bullish on what you're building. If people want to learn, before we wrap up with the Famous Five, if people want to learn more about you, where's the best place they should go? What should they go check out? LinkedIn. I post every day on something metrics or benchmarks related. So at Ray Reich, or you can, of course, always contact me at Ray at benchmarket.ai. All right. On that note, Ray, number one, favorite business book? Um, 
the book that I read recently that I love is called Strength to Strength. It's about how you change in the second half of your career to find success. I love that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I don't know if I'd call him a CEO, but Bill Ackman, the leader of Pershing Square, I think what he's done as an activist investor, but more importantly, what he's doing for our, our social environment, I think everyone should be following Bill Ackman at Pershing Square. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building benchmark it? Well, because we're doing all these virtual events, I've been using AirMeet as our virtual event platform, and I really love what they're doing, and then Riverside FM on the podcast side. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven, eight hours. All right. And situation, married, single kids? I'm married for a long time, three adult children, and a wife who is a CFO, so she teaches me about financial performance metrics every day. That's awesome. And Ray, how old are you? I'm older than 40. Oh, I like that. Okay, take us back to when uh, you were 20 honestly, years old. Honestly, I'm, I'm 60 years old. That's great. Okay, take us back to when you were 20. What's something you wish you knew back then? Probably the most important thing is relationship capital trumps financial capital. The reason I've been able to do so much over the last three years here at Benchmarket is because when I reach out to a Jeffrey Moore or a Mark Reberge, they're happy to do something for me because I've always tried to help them and I never asked for anything in return. Guys, companies like Gainsight use Benchmarket.ai to put together industry-leading reports like the Customer Engagement Report or the Future of AI Report. Ray's done this as a one-man show. He's got a bunch of, obviously, contractors and partners, but really, there's only one, him, full-time. I did over $2 million of revenue last year, a million specifically in building these report sales, so about 20, 25 of those, another million in sponsor revenue on his media assets. This is the way to build a software company today. CAC arbitrage using your media assets, which he also makes money on. It's almost negative CAC. And then start building software on top of that, which he's starting to really systematize with these reports he's generating via embeddable iframes. And you're trying to see it on Benno.ai, Gainsight, Maxio, other sites as well. So check it out. Check out his virtual summits at benchmarket.ai and on LinkedIn. Ray Reich, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, David.